Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So for those of you who have BPD, when did you disclose your diagnosis to your partner and what did you say? I I remember very specifically like where it was. I can't say when it was. I think it was maybe like a month three oh, in. You think a month in? I was thinking like three months in. Oh, okay. I, I think it was sprinkled. Okay. Okay. It might've been sprinkled for mm-hmm. sure. I definitely eased my way into it. Just like dropping little things of like, Oh yeah, like I wasn't doing well, even just like earlier than Seer. She knew about the program that I'd done, maybe not to the lengths of what it was, but like how I really wasn't doing well and needed to get this help. And then, yeah, I just remember one day specifically just like explicitly saying it and then kind of giving like backstory to different like examples of where it's Mm -hmm. been more present in my life, different stories, and then currently kind of how it affects me. I think the first time anything was mentioned was like, maybe a third date. And I was asking where Bella was at. I was having a great time. And I was like, you know, is she feeling the same way? And she was like, I just want to take things really slow and make sure that I'm doing this for the right reasons. And then I'm like, I don't know, preserving yourself almost. I can't remember the exact words, but it was definitely sure. like a, a boundary of like, we're going to take this slowly kind of thing. And I remember that happening or like very early on. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I can so relate to what you said, Bella, about getting the diagnosis like fairly recently, like a similar time as yours. But yeah, for us, we were already together because we've been together 12, 12 mm. years, 12 years. Uh, so um, so I found out um, from the psychiatrist, so two and a half years ago, so already almost 10 years into the relationship um, when we uh, when I found out and you were the first he was the first person I told. So for me, it was really important to at least disclose that there was something going on with me on the first date because I had just started DBT and I also had this mindset of, you know, I was like, I'm 28. One of my goals is to have kids. And so I was kind of like, I need to lay out my main cards on the table from the get go because I don't have time to waste with somebody who's not on the same page. And I don't think I used the words borderline personality disorder on day one, but I did say that I had an emotion dysregulation disorder. And so that meant that my emotional responses to things were not necessarily going to be at the level of an average person. And I think I even disclosed that I was going through DBT. I actually don't have any idea when I started using the words borderline personality disorder, but I think I... As soon as I felt comfortable that I could trust him, I started being more 
direct about what my diagnosis actually was. The reason I didn't use those specific terms from the get-go was mostly just because I didn't want him to go like Google borderline personality disorder and after day, day one of not really knowing me and, you know, the first things you see on a Google result, which are not necessarily the best. So for partners, what was your, do you remember what your reaction was when you heard? Yeah, I can still remember the time when, when Slen um, told me the diagnosis and I think my reaction was a couple of things. One was, what can I do to help? That was my instant reaction. If there's anything I can do, I wanted to learn more about it. So then I can understand and be a supportive partner. And um, yeah, just trying to understand my role um, going forward in terms of in terms of um, Sten's kind of recovery journey, whatever that, that looked like. So um, I was kind of, yeah, I'm here all in. I think I remember, I, I just asked Bella a lot about it and when she first used the words. And then I do remember like bringing it up to my therapist, just kind of being like, here's what I've learned. And I think similar to Andy, like how, like, what can I do with this now? Or how can I help her? Um, hearing more about it from like someone who knew me. Yeah, I think she just helped frame it in a way that helped me understand it a little bit better. And just talking a lot with Bella about it and asking questions, I think helped. I conducted some research and looked up DBT. And I actually took some classes on my own to see what Zanny needed to go through and how I might be able to help in reinforcing or helping her learn the right skills. Yeah. Yeah, that was very helpful. Do you remember what you thought? Like on that day when I was like, I have, I have an emotion dysregulation issue. Do you remember what you were, what you thought about that at the time? Uh, I just remember the sushi. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it clearly. I'm, I'm very food focused, you know, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like a canine. I'm like, yeah. if you've got food in front of me, I don't really know much else going on. So, well, I think that's actually kind of great that it didn't even really phase you. You're just like, okay, cool. I'm we're we're eating sushi. This is great. <laughs> In that moment, and reflecting on it, I helped me kind of understand because we we were we've been together for a long time, and it was only a couple of years ago we got diagnosed. It helped me kind of think about why in the past we had re reacted and felt differently to situations. So it helped me kind of understand um, certain things um, in the past. So yeah, that was- It's like a penny helped. drop moment. Yeah. Ah, that was why you thought that way. <laughs> That's why she flies off the handle sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be nice and polite. <laughs> Well, so that brings up an interesting question then, you know, since you have spent most of your relationship not knowing, what was that like? What did you, how did you conceptualize what was going on before you knew that it was BPD? So we did talk about it today because we were wondering about the same thing and we were like, do you actually remember the before? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but there is this misconception that BPD means you're always in crisis, but I wasn't always in crisis. Like there were moments in life, depending on what was happening, where I didn't like I wasn't very symptomatic in my behaviors. And so those moments felt really natural and there wasn't like a lot of surprises, I think. 
But where we saw it quite a lot is, for example, like when I moved to China for a couple of years and you were living in the UK, every time that he would visit or I would visit and then we would split again, that fear of abandonment would kick in in like a massive, massive way. Like he would be like sad, like I'm going to miss you. And I would be like, I can't breathe when you're not there and like, please stay and like beg him to stay. and. Um, yeah, so I think in some moments like that, and then in Australia, when I had started to have really big symptoms of like societal ideation and more self-harm episodes and things like that, then, you know, and, and obviously that then led to the diagnosis when COVID happened and we come, came back to the UK. But yeah, I think there was moments where it was very asymptomatic and then moments where it was really intense. Um, yeah. But you said you always knew that was different. I always knew that was different, but I just didn't have a name for it. Mm. There's always something in there, kind of, in, in moments that I thought, yeah, it was different, whether it was whatever, you know, whatever it was. But um, yeah, just in how we reacted in different situations, and then it happened more and more, and then it became a pattern. So, okay, it's not a one-off, but what is it? Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we talked, it was about emotions mainly, like mm. the le the intensity and the fluctuation of my emotions seemed so drastically different to to his. Um, mm. yeah. But you've always calmed me down, so that's good. <laughs>